Hey friends, welcome to the Cake Canvas Studio podcast. My name is Taylor Turner. I am a cake designer, owner of the Cake Canvas Studio, and host of a speaker series called Intentional Conversations. Intentional Conversations with the Cake Canvas Studio is a carefully curated speaker series bringing light to the diverse stories that have shaped our journeys. This series is intended for the creative culinary industry. This includes everyone involved in the creation of edible art. Let's talk about what makes you human. Hey friends. Hey y'all. I see Malik. Malik, you can request me because I don't know how to, I don't think I can request you. Hey, girlfriend. What's up? Okay, hold on. What's up? Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Amazing. I got these like broken down like AirPods, so I just want to make sure you can hear me. You know, they ten dollars from Target, so I just wear them. But so you know, because I'm at the point where I'm like, I'm not giving Apple no more of my money. But anyway, sorry, this is. I mean, but look, that's a whole nother conversation because that's for real. Listen. But I got some AirPods I don't even use. They always breaking after six months. I'm like, uh, I Apple. can't even hear. It sounds like better with my headphones. For real. So, yeah. So, Apple, get it together. Anyway. What's up? How are you doing? I am great. It's so nice to meet you. This is like our first time meeting. I feel like this is our first time meeting. Like, But we know each other, though. We know each other. But apparently, we knew each other in the past life. We have. Yes, we have. We have. Not a big deal at all. So, what I'm going to do, hey, everybody who is dropping on. So what I'm going to do is I am going to, I'll turn it over to you, but I'll lead it. So I'll ask you the questions and everything. So you don't have to worry about, you know, pulling out of, but I know you, you probably already prepared and have it ready. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I've already, I got you. And so I'm going to ask you the questions. You can answer them, um, you know, however you feel comfortable. So for those of you that are on the live right now and do not know what we're talking about or what this is, this is the first episode of a new speaker series that I have come out with called Intentional Conversations. Intentional Conversations is just that. It's an intentional conversation. So what I have done is create. I'm trying to create a safe container and within that safe container i want to invite anyone within the creative culinary industry anybody involved in edible art whether that's cookies cakes cupcakes whatever it is i want to invite you to this speaker series so that way you can kind of share about what makes you human because we see the art we see all the nice edible creations and all the great content but we don't really know like who you are and what makes you human. And I think that's equally as important as the work that we all produce. So this, that is what Intentional Conversations is. I am super happy to introduce Malik, okay? Because he is the first. He is the first. This is your, this is your no Malik, this is your Oprah moment. First of all, let me just say thank you for creating this platform. I think it's really, really important to, um, you know, like you said, not, it's not just about the edible trees is also like you know in the behind the scenes is also about the person the face the right. creator behind the account and understanding why they think the way they think and how they act so i appreciate you creating this platform and i also appreciate that you thought of little old me <laughs> for episode number one because i know i was rooted for it as soon as i saw it and then you was like you're gonna put me on i don't think okay i'm thinking i'm like, like episode oh, yeah, five you was, already, you was already on the list like but see, I thought I was in like episode five, eight, <laughs> thirteen. But to be one, <laughs> listen, listen, listen. So thank you so much for this opportunity. Thank you for having me. And I'm just gonna say I'm really excited, but I'm also a little nervous because I don't know what you want to know. 
because you said this is some deep, like deep conversation. And I did a podcast a couple of weeks ago. Shout out to Allison and Beth. I okay. couldn't find, and they asked me some. <laughs> So I'm like, oh, what you want to know? They put you on the spot, huh? Yeah, they did. So in certain moments, I'm not going to lie. I was just like, uh, okay. But, you know, but I don't mind doing that. This is practice, you know. So right, exactly. Because this is so, the beginning for you, Malik. Okay? Yes, You're yes, a lot so, of interviews. Yes, so I appreciate it. So I can't wait to see what you have to say. I'm going to sip on let's this a little bit. Let's go. Well, before I hop in and get started, I do just want to say that... Um, Everybody who's on this live, share this with a friend. Share it with a friend. That's going to share it with a friend. You can tag them in the chat, and they will get a notification. Um, also, if you have any questions for Malik, feel free to drop them in the question box, and then we can answer those at the end. And also, if you have to jump off of this live for any reason, you can attend the whole thing. I will save it, so a replay will be available. It will also be posted on YouTube, and it will be posted on my podcast. So we we about to go global. This is going to be on platforms, okay? All right. Yes, international. So, let's go. <laughs> let's go. The first question, Malik, tell us a little bit about you, you know, the celebrity. <laughs> Let us know a little bit of your background. You know, <laughs> how old are you? Um, where'd you grow up? Where do you live currently? Just tell us about your business and why you decided to pursue a creative path. Okay, cool. First off, the celebrity. I'm still waiting on a check. So no, we're going to wait on that check. Because you know, I need you to email Instagram and tell them why I have not gotten compensated. Yeah, we're going to have to get into that because I don't know why you're, you're producing great content. But yeah, we'll get into that. But we'll for me... You. Um, hi everyone. My name is Malik Benz. I am 24 years old. I live in, I reside, <laughs> I reside in Houston, Texas. Um, born, I want to say born raised, but I was raised in New Jersey and then okay. moved back to Houston. But you know, we, we live in Houston. We're just going to say that. Same, exactly. same city as Beyonce. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> what part is it? I know Houston's pretty big, so what part? Houston is an hour away from Houston, so yes, we are huge over here. Yes, it is. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I thought you have to think about it because yeah, we're big up here, and That's people crazy. need to start moving over here. But you know, it is okay. Um, but I live in the Stafford Sugarland area, so people who live oh, here yeah. may get that, but okay. you know, some people may not get that. So I just say Houston because you yeah. know, some people. So, yes, I live on that side. Um, I own my own business, Foster by Millie Benz. Um, I, I do so much, y'all. Like, I bake, I draw, I um, make cookies, cakes for custom events. I just started getting into teaching. Um, I've been doing that, like, in the last few years, but now seriously doing it. Like, um, in the next few months, I will start putting out actual workshops and classes. Um, I am a coach. I am an author. Um, I wrote a cookbook um, two years ago. Um, what else have I done? Actually, we'll add celebrity cake and cookie artists because I've done I've done items for certain celebrities out here in the game, including Candy Buzz, Karuchi, yeah. um, Nancy Nash, just to name a few, and also work with brands. Um, a new project is coming out with Toys R Us, so I'm so excited with that. That's coming That's out. That's what I'm so. talking about. Like, look. Yes, 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 yes. So... I'm, I'm up there, and I'm doing a lot of things, and, you know, um, plus more. I like to call myself a jack of all trades because I yes. do so much. I just came out with a new clothing line, as you can see, a pair yes. line. So yes. that's coming it. out. Thank you so much. So, um, yeah, I do a lot. And basically what started the passion of baking, um, I always say that I've always loved to cook, but I just go backwards. Um, since I was six years old, I've always wanted to be a boss no matter what I was doing. I was like, I want to be a boss. I want to have a business, uh, like a business, restaurant, whatever the case may be. At six, you have kids playing with Barbies and video games. I was over there with paper, writing like menus, mac and cheese, $22. I'm like, that's what I was doing. So I've always wanted to be a boss and also wanted to cook. Um, one little problem, I'm, I'm working on it now, but I was very picky as a child. Like I would not put nothing in my mouth. If it don't look right, I'm not putting it in my mouth. So I was very... Do you smell your food? No, no, no. It's based off of sight. I, okay. We didn't get into no smelling. I, I'm going to okay. look at it and I'm be like, mm, I'm not... Yeah, yeah. We ain't getting that far. So uh, <laughs> I don't think I've ever smelled my food, actually, thinking about it, but no. 
If it don't look right, it ain't going in. That's just not it. So my mom had to pull me aside and tell me at sixth grade, like, you want to be a chef, but she don't want to eat. And I'm just like, I could be the first picky chef. That's fine. Like, I'm not putting that in my mouth. Like, I would not eat bread until I was 13. I don't know why bread is delicious now, but, what? you know. Yeah, it was crazy. That was really difficult. I can't tell you the mental process of what was happening. I just don't know. I was very difficult. I eat a lot of, thing, a lot of more things now. There's certain things right. that I just, <laughs> there's, like, ketchup, that's not happening. But... Right. Yeah, no. But, um, yeah, so my mom had to tell me, this is not realistic. You can't do this. So why don't you try baking? Because even though I was very picky, I love sugar. Like, I love candy, cake. Like, I love the dessert department. That is, like, oh, my God, my guilty pleasure. So when I was thinking about it, I was like, oh, I was a little hesitant. Because at that time, this is, we're talking, like, I want to say 2009. And there wasn't a lot of mail, like, people in the industry, the baking industry. So I felt intimidated because I'm just like, mm, I don't know how that feels to just happen to that. So then um, I tried doing a little bit of things and then I saw um, Buddy Velasco, Cake Boss on TV and that oh. inspired me to like, oh, let me try cake decorating. So at the age of 13, I, I started taking um, working classes in Hobby Lobby. It was like $20 a class for like four weeks. Amazing, took like two stages of them. And then um, in high school, this is like a little joke. I call myself a drug dealer because I was selling chocolate chip cookies in the middle of like the period breaks with my okay. jacket. And I was selling them to like 50 cents, like two, two cookies for a dollar. And I would sell out. And I'm just like, again, that's the business mind. Like, I'm just like, I want to make I'm, money. I'm, I'm so, yes, because I don't know what it is, but Mr. Crafts and me, we, we have, we, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So from that point, I went to culinary school, graduated culinary school, and then um, worked a few jobs. We got to give them no other time. And um, quit and eventually started Fox Bedminds four years ago. And then the rest is history. And it's still going to be, you know, building up. But yeah, that's pretty much it, the background of how all of that started. So, so Malik, you just started your business four years ago? Like I started 10 years ago in high school. Remember, I was selling, I was a drug dealer. That was my business, but I rebranded, like, so many times. You was under, but... you was under the table, okay? <laughs> now you official. Right, <laughs> so officially four years ago, yes. <laughs> That's crazy. I mean, honestly, Malik, this is why this is really important, because looking at your page, granted, you, you've had 10 years of experience, yeah. But you've actually been running a business for four years, and somebody can look at your page and look at the work and the amazing cookies that you do. Yeah. That's what always gets me. Oh, the cookies that you do, I'm like, wait, what? Like, stop it. It's, it's nothing. I'm, you know, and I just need y'all to understand that when we hop off of this live, I need you to go to Malik's page and I need you to look at his cookies because I. I have dipped and dabbled into sugar cookies and stuff, and I don't even understand how he does. He creates the art that he does and faces. And it's come just on amazing. over. Come on over. I'm trying to get every cake artist to come on over to the, uh, the fluffy side of cookies. Like, it is I so mean, much easier than you think. Because, trust me, cookies was not my first love. Cake was. I was doing cakes for okay. way longer than um, cookies. Um, I was just where you at. When I saw cookie decorating and it was like blowing up the way that it was, I'm like, cookie decorating? Who's going to sit and take their time on a one cookie? Like, and then do the same design 24 times? I'm not doing that. That's just not happening. But, you know, I took a class and fell in love with it. Once I, I think it's just trying to understand the fundamentals and the basics okay. of it. Then you'll start to know, okay, it's not that bad. And then, you know, it will get easier. But, it's fine, and I'm trying to get everybody to come over. So, what what are we gonna get to the decorate? I might have to take a class, but we, you, know, I'll DM you about that. Okay, okay, all right. No but problem. I also want to ask you: you mentioned that you went to culinary school. I did not know that you went to culinary school. So, looking back on you going to culinary school, do you feel like okay? You sipping your tea? Okay, all right. I think you know where I'm going with this. Do you feel like culinary school was necessary to get where you are right now? Okay. <laughs> All right. So you said you didn't know I went to culinary school. A lot of people don't know I went to culinary school because I don't talk about it. Because okay. the experience, you know, long story short, I went to the Cordon Bleu. 
in okay. Austin, Texas. So it's a great school, wonderful. I had a great experience, but somewhere along the line, they have lost. They went through like a lawsuit with their investors yep. and stuff. You know about know. So I was one of the last graduating classes of that school, and um, what had happened was they lost tons of resources. So they started laying off a lot of educators, professors, um, supplies, books. So we finished the like rest of the program with like little to no information as much as we can. Um, I still had fun. It was a fun experience, but um, I just wish it was better. So that's why I don't want to talk about it because I'm just like, <laughs> you know, and I'm still going through the student loans. We got to talk about that, but you're not yeah. just like, mm. you know. But to answer your question about culinary school, so many people ask me that all the time. They're like, mm. no, is culinary school something that you need in order to do what you got to do? Um, I will say yes and no to that question. Yes, if you feel like you want to, because culinary school, you'll learn a lot. You'll learn right. not just cakes. Like, remember, I was doing cakes before I went to culinary school. Like, you'll learn how to do a lot of baking, a lot of science, a lot of, like, measurements. I've never measured by weight before in my life, so I've definitely learned that. Um, so you'll definitely learn a lot with that. Okay. So I just feel like if you want to learn more and um, have the passion to do that, do it. If you feel like you need it in order to start your business, no, you don't no. need it. Like, I think that's what people um, put the two together. Like, it's a myth. Like, people think that you need to go to school or have a degree to start a business. And I was part of that, too. I thought I needed to go to business school to get a degree to start right. a business. And I had so many people who had to stop me, including Lucora and Blue, because I wanted to... Um, apply to University of Houston here. They have a wonderful business school. Mm -hmm. And I was told that this transcript that I've had with Lakota and Blue is not transferable because of the whole lawsuit thing. So I would have had to take everything over again. So in Lakota and Blue, I had an associate's program. So I was able to take like English, like the general education classes. And the fact that I had to take that all over again, I was like, that's not happening. Like I'm already sick of school. Oh. I've been in this for 14 years straight. Who doing that again? Like, I'm not doing that. So, no. So, that kind of um, persuaded that, the idea of not going. Um, do I regret it? No. But I really think, like, moving forward, telling other people, like, if you feel like you want the education to learn a lot, you can do that going to school, but you can also do that, like, self-taught or working at different bakeries because you could do the same thing with experience. And I feel like Sometimes I say no, because even with a regular school, you don't apply a lot of what you learn in school in real, like real life or realities. Because right. culinary school and working at different bakeries are two different things. Like right. I've learned a lot just from the two. And um, a lot of things that you learn, yes, it's good to have that. But like, you know, like croissants, learning lamination. Yeah, that's great. But are you going to be making croissants every week in your bakery? No. Right. No, no, more than likely, if you're going to be the owner, you're probably going to hire someone else to do it. So really and truly, you're not going to be doing that unless that's what you create for yourself. But um, to answer the question of do I need culinary school to excel in my business? No. But yeah. if you want to, yes, by all means do. Like I, I've had a great time, like I said, and I've learned a lot. So I definitely would say if you want the knowledge, do it. But if you want the experience, don't do it. Like, just work okay. at other bakeries. So that's my input on that. Okay. No, that's a great. Yes. Thanks for that explanation. Because I know there's a lot of bakers that I follow that did go to culinary school. But it's like some of them, you can tell, like, they know a lot of, like, the science, you know. And that's what you don't necessarily get when you kind of do it based off of experience, your experience and you just yes. kind of go for it. So right. I think it's an interesting perspective, um, both both sides. Um, just like, do I want to go to school and anything? Because now you got like YouTube University, that's going to kind of teach you like pretty much everything you need to right. have. Yeah. So yeah, I get it. But no, I think like you said, I'm glad you don't regret it despite all the issues that, you know, they went through. Right. But it was still a great experience for you. And I know that you did. You learned, you had to learn something. I mean, look at you. You're amazing. So. I better. Well, how much I pay? I mean, because <laughs> I look, I tell, I say all the time, my school can have the degree back if they want to swap. I can return it. Right. Give me the refund. I mean, however, we work that out. But you know, that's. Right. <laughs> anyway, so let's jump into talking about your greatest gift. So 
one of the first questions that I have for you is other than just being amazing at what you do, can you tell us how would you describe your greatest gift? What do you personally think your greatest gift is? Hmm, that is such a deep question, Ty. Okay, I have to really think about that when you did send me that question. But I'm like, what is my greatest <laughs> gift for real? Other than the love for Beyonce. Sorry. Okay, no. you know <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I think my greatest gift is being creative because I'm able to use that to do so many okay. things. I feel like if you're not creative, you're stuck. You don't have no route to get you anywhere that you need to be. So being creative is a great gift in all. And it's in all of us. It's just that sometimes we got to pull it out. But you for me, you tap into it. Yeah, you got to tap into it. And like there are so many people that depend on other people's like creative skills. Like, you know, like if they don't have a thought in the world, they'll just look at ideas. They need inspiration. But that's a part of being creative, too. But yeah. I feel like um, if I didn't have that, I wouldn't be where I'm at now. Like, I definitely would not. Because I'm always thinking of different things. Like, mm -hmm. whenever, like, even if I'm just daydreaming, like, I don't ever sit down. But if I do, it's, my brain is still working. Like, okay, how can I do this? How can I do that? If I'm watching something on the news, I'm like, ah, I need to make that too quickly or do this. Or, like, yeah. uh, there's new stuff happening always. And I feel like that's great. It keeps your mind young in a way. It's overwhelming. It doesn't sound great, but it's good because it's like, you know, it's the wheel that keeps turning. So I feel like my greatest gift or skill is being creative. So. so are you one of those people that have uh, have an open, always have open tabs in their brain? Like, is it, never, it never shuts off. Yes. yes, it never shuts off. Never, ever. And then again, with the business, entrepreneur side, I'm always thinking of ways, not just to create something, but also how to capitalize it. Because exactly. I'm just like, oh, how can I capitalize that? Or this, or that, or that. Like, I already have a whole list of 2022, like, business ideas that I want to do. And it's just, like... It can get overwhelming, but I think, like I said, as, as long as it keeps rolling, that's all that matters to me. Because so I know you, I'm always keep going. What are, what are your greatest challenges related to being creative? So, Stressed you out. kind of said that, like, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's like I never get a chance to, like, I mean, I'm 24, so I do have time to, like, yeah. you know, escape from that mind. Like, you know, because I love cartoons. So I'll be watching cartoons, you know, whatever I got. Look, don't just and chat. But. <laughs> Um, but it's just like, it, it, you could definitely burn out if you if you don't know how to balance it. And I'm still finding that now, still to this day. Even last week, I was just like, I have to find balance. I have to stop doing something, take things one at a time, let go of certain things and being okay with it, knowing that you're going to come back to it. Mm -hmm. That's what we have to do. So that's the challenges that I go through, that I overcome. Um, one of the things that I usually do that I try not to feel guilty about is leaving social media alone because like I'm obsessed with social media, but it can get to a point where it's overwhelming because then you have to worry about stories, posts, content, hashtags, DMs, trying to answer DMs. Oh my God. One time years ago, I was always in the mindset of trying to keep my, like my DM numbers to zero. Right. It was at one point, say five hours of me answering DMs. Didn't even know straight. No, five hours. I looked at the clock and I did one blink. It's five o'clock. I'm like, uh, uh, I was like, I could not do this. This is like, oh so yeah. So I had. It took me a while to understand because to know something and to understand something two different things. So to understand that I need to find balance and to hold myself accountable to find balance. So that's what I've done, and it works, and I'm still battling through it. But again. Okay. The brain is still working. So I would look at something and I'll just be like, man, I need to create my own. That's a create my own. Like, it still happens, but I know when I have to turn myself and stop. So it's okay. Put that aside. Work on something else. And, you know, so that's one way that I kind of overcome that challenge. <laughs> no, I, I really like, especially that you're only 24. So it's really good that you're able to acknowledge that. You know, yes. you're able to recognize this could be a problem and your business is only going to continue to grow. So if your business continues to grow and you're like, yeah, I got to nip this in the bud now because right. I don't want to, you know, four years from now, granted by then, hopefully you have a team and people who will help you do other things. So, you know, it's not, your brain's not going to always be working because you'll have other brains to help think for the business. But exactly. I think it's dope that you're able to acknowledge that. And I can really resonate with you because 
I am an on-the-go person. I'm like, what's next, what's next, what's next? I live by my planner. Um, I'm crossing things off. I'm working on a project. If I don't finish the project, I get stressed out and anxiety. If I feel like, dang, so I got to do this tomorrow, but I already got 10 other things to do tomorrow. So yeah. I really understand you there. Like, you know, it's like that conflict between... I really want to sit down on the couch and watch cartoons and just be like mindless and just detach from the world for a minute. But then I feel like, no, I need to be always in like go mode. I need to be trying to grow. I need to be trying to do so many other things. And I think that's what a lot of entrepreneurs or just a lot of business owners struggle with is turning it off. Like you said, yes. so, like not being on social media, the fact that you were responding to DMS for five hours, it was like, what could you have done with those five hours? Like, Get my mind. you're like, no, I need to respond because these people are like waiting for a response. Or if I don't respond, then they're going to think that I'm rude or that, you know, it's so much. And it's really having to like learn how to zone in and take time for yourself, whether that's yeah. a self-care hour or a self-care day, you know, whatever it is, like, look, y'all, I'm taking a break. Let them know. Hey, y'all, I'm getting on social media today. Um, I'll catch y'all tomorrow because I got things to do and I can't be on here. Right. Exactly. And sometimes you don't owe that explanation. I just log off. I'm like, huh? I'm out. That's <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. You're yes. Absolutely right. So we're going to take it a little deeper and I'm going to ask you. Uh, <laughs> oh. I'm going to ask you about. <clears throat> the next question is what is one significant emotional event that helped you discover your gift so you already kind of talked about you started when you were 11 and stuff but what do you think like just tapping into yourself like what do you feel really happened that kind of catapulted you into this hmm that's a very deep question i feel like i'm in therapy today. <laughs> i feel like i'm in the chair like woo, i just oh my god you <laughs> got me. Lord, you better get yourself a psychology to go to tell you. Ooh, my Lord, let me pour this water. Cause, ooh, okay. I know you're lying. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like I'm a duck. I feel like, damn, like, what is your most emotional? Ooh, Lord, okay. Hmm. Now, I don't think I can tell you in a specific event. I think I could just create something that makes sense of what could happen. Because, okay. again, I feel like it started, this passion started since I was six. And I don't know if it's just like, I don't know. It's, I feel like it's a sense of independence that I've always had since I was little. I was the only child uh, for like 11 years. So I would say that. Shout out to my sister. Um, <laughs> but um, I felt like just being by myself and being alone, just kind of like, you know, I, I don't think I've ever was like, you know, a moping person while I was alone, but like I knew what to do while I was alone. So I just feel like what created that creative space was just find things to do and you know, just keep myself busy so that I'm always busy. Um but I don't know, an emotional event I, I don't think I've had like like I said, an emotional event that started it, but I just maybe just found some source of independence and just made it about me and just kept it going. And then it's still going after all those years, you know, if that makes sense. And if that answers your question. No, I, I, I guess everything doesn't, everything doesn't have to be triggered by um, an emotional event. And also emotional, is it just like, you know, oh, I was traumatized or I went through something super traumatic. Um, it can also be kind of like how you describe, like, I wanted power or, you know, I just wanted to do something. I was six years old. I was the only child, like. You know, so your emotion at that time could have been, <clears throat> you know, you not necessarily, I'm sure you were a happy child, but, you know, it could have just been related to you had like so much space and time. Like you didn't have another sibling at that time that, you know, was kind of influencing things that you wanted to do as well. Right. So you kind of found your own independence. And right. so I think that that's really, that's, that right there could be your event. Like nothing significant necessarily happened. But what it sounds like based off what you told us is that you were always like that. Like you were always like entrepreneurial. Like you always kind of like just thrive to, to do something like that hustle mentality. And so yes. 
you just have it, you know, yeah. it just comes to some people. So that's I that. got it. I sure do. You got you it. Tell them the- okay. <laughs> <laughs> so can you tell us, um, has anyone played a meaningful role in inspiring your gifts? Yes. My mom. Shout out oh. to my mom. Um I want to say my mom was independent. So, like, during those 11 years, she was a single mom before she got married. Um, but, like, definitely with the idea that I've had still to this day, I call her my mama, you know, now. Uh-huh. Um, that I give her, like, ideas, and she's always, like, the one that's pushing myself and driving myself to do it. Like, you know, like, yeah, do it. Like, that definitely works. Um, she has not one time doubted any of my creative ideas. That's like, good. at six years old, at a restaurant, she's like, yeah, she's always telling me to dream more bigger. Like, if I'm here, she's like, go here. Like, the sky, no. She's like, the sky is beyond the limit. Keep going. So, right. um, she definitely played that meaningful role to keep me going. That's and I also need to shout out my grandma because I don't know. Mm, maybe, you know, she don't hold on to me for it. But I'll just say my grandma... <laughs> My grandma as well. She has pushed and drive me as well. She has supported me financially and spoiled me so much. I'll say that. So a lot of things that I've had as far as like supplies and stuff, she was basically my startup. So I'll say that. And also cookies. If it wasn't for her, she, I would not be doing cookies because I was, again, very against it. I was like, I'm not doing cookies. Like, I don't care what nobody says. I ain't doing it because the first time I did it before I took the class, I just, you know, I thought it was easy. I'm like, you know, because I've been working with buttercream for so long. But I'm just like, okay, this is easy. As soon as I put the ice in the ice and overflow, I was like, that's it. I'm done. I'm never doing this again. But, like, you thought. But my grandma was just like, no, do them. Like, you know, you can make a lot of money. And um, then I took a class. So if it wasn't for her, then I would not be doing the beautiful cookie job right that. now. So those two people, I would say, played a meaningful role or roles in my life um, as far as, like, baking career inspiring me to keep going. So, that's yeah, so good. shout out to them. That's yes. really dope. That's really yes. dope. Oh, and Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> I mean, because, you know, she inspires you all the time. She's yeah, the- she do. She's a boss. I appreciate bosses. Like, uh, and there's so many other people that I can shout out to, like, who has mentored me and all that stuff, but... Those are the three main people I would say. Oprah Gail Winfrey. <laughs> Please find some music. That's the whole name for me. You said yeah. full government name. <laughs> <laughs> Look, that's my auntie. I gotta be ready. That's my auntie. I'm ready. I'm just saying. <laughs> you play too much. I love it, though. Okay, so next question is describe the feeling you experience when you bake, when you create, when you make content, just, you know, you don't have to pick one. You don't have to answer all of those, but just it as a whole. Tell me what is, you know, that experience? It's very therapeutic. Okay. Very therapeutic. I would say that um, uh, throughout my life, because I know you said I was happy child. I was, but I still went through, like, can I cuss on you? I don't know why. You went better cuss. Uh, <laughs> I went through some shit, <laughs> basically, <laughs> as a child. So, um, I went through a lot, uh, definitely took, like, went through end of management, I had to go through therapy to get rid of a lot of childhood triggers that occurred in my life, but every time that I was in the kitchen, whether it's baking, creative, even cracking an egg, sifting some flour, it's very therapeutic, it allows me to forget where I was dealing with, what I was going through, um, it's, it's very therapeutic, so I always say that, like, baking is therapy, um, the ways I guess you put when you crack in that air, you just, oh, you just crack like it. I don't know. It just makes me forget about where I'm at in the, in the moment. Um, even still now, like I'm happy. I'm healed. I'll say that I have gone through the full therapy session. I am in a better place now. I'm still going through like, you know, real life triggers, mental health, whatever, not problems. But every time I'm in that kitchen, everything goes away. I'm just. Love, it's a whole nother world for me. So I feel like that's the one feeling that I could describe about baking. Like, so do you, running, because when you were younger, obviously it wasn't a business. So now that you're actually running a business, how often do you experience that therapeutic feeling? Is it still all the time? Or is it like a drag? Yeah. As soon as I step into that kitchen, no matter what I'm doing, it could be an order, it could just be make, me baking, it could be me watching a baking video, 
Okay. It, it's a switch. And it, it's like, like you said, business. And I feel like there's two sides to me. Like, there's a personal Malik side where it's the family. And then the business side is like, don't, like, when I'm in the order mode, don't come talk to me. I'm in my creative process. Don't interrupt me. You can talk to me versus, like, when I'm really in the mode, like, you cannot, like, wait till Malik leaves this kitchen and then we can, like, chill, hang out, do whatever we need to do. But don't, don't, like, because I've had certain moments with my grandma, I'm so sorry, that yeah. she would, like, try to differentiate my methods in my business. And I have to, like, step up and be like, no, this is what Frosted by Malik Bear does. This is what I'm doing. Because she has her own values on what she thinks she right. would want to do. And I'm like, no. And that's another thing, too. It kind of gives me power because I'm like, this is my baby. This is something that I've created. You went there when I was figuring out the name and getting the logo done and getting the package. Like, I'm doing everything. Like, everything. And I still try to give that respect, but I'm just like, give me that respect to know that. If right. I did this, it's me. Okay, let me go through it myself unless I come to you for an opinion. So it's just like, it's a switch. Like that boss mode, confident and therapeutic. It's just like, it just calms me down in my spirit. Um, so, yeah. That's good. That's good. No, I, I can definitely relate to that because um, sometimes, I can say sometimes it's not as therapeutic as, you know, it is other times, you know, because you go through things. Macarons, that shit ain't therapeutic at all, but you know, what you learn. We, <laughs> we could talk about that, but look, we have so many things that can make it untherapeutic <laughs> when everything is going wrong. Um, yes. but I, I hear that a lot from a lot of, um, you know, artists and you know, cake artists, cookie artists, whatever, and they're just like, it's so therapeutic, and I just think that's so dope to, like, Tune the world out. Tune all the noise out. Quiet everything in your head. Just turn it off. Close those tabs and yep. focus on this. And then you're making something that is really, truly edible art. Like, your cookies. We can eat those. Like, I don't even want to eat them because they're just amazing. But I can eat this if I wanted to. And I know it tastes good. So right. it's just like, it, I think it's just the combination of those two is just so dope. So yes. the next question is describe the biggest obstacle that you have overcame this far on your journey. That was and it does not have to be business related. It can be personal. It does it doesn't have to be related to baby. Yeah, it's definitely personal. Um okay. it happened a few weeks ago. I will say that. Um I'm like I may seem extroverted. You might know about this because I put it mm -hmm. in the face. But I may seem extroverted on camera and right now, and I feel like I am, but I'm not an extrovert. That's what okay. I've learned. That's real. So a few weeks ago, I've learned that I am not the extrovert that I know I am. <laughs> I know it's funny, but it's just like, like growing up, I knew I was always an introvert, but then like people would say things about you like, you know, no, but you're like way more like you're not, a, like you're not an introvert. Yeah. You would be home all the time. And I'm like, yeah, I do go out. I do hang out. I do. I have friends that I go to the movies with and go out to eat and all that stuff. So it's like, yeah, maybe I'm not an introvert. I'm probably an extrovert. But I sometimes have social anxiety because being in environments where, you know, you don't know a lot of things. And I think sometimes it takes back to my childhood uh, mental trauma that I had a little bit, um, kind of pulls it in. Um, but, yeah, so I had a moment. I was at CookieCon, and um, I feel like, being around people all the time is not what I need. I love to be around people, but I can't be around people for too long because then okay. I am going to combust. I am going to start being in my own head about certain things. So I've had a moment, I will say that, like a little mental breakdown um, during the week and um, calm down, reassess, and then I started to understand that I need my own space in order mm -hmm. to like decompress, get all this energy off, and um, it's draining. It's definitely draining. I love meeting everyone. That, everyone that comes to me, take a picture. I love it. Keep doing it. It's exciting. But I just need to be able to, which now I know moving forward, because I overcame that battle, um, I have to find space to just, even if it's five minutes, to just breathe and just take time for myself before I go back out there. And, you know, because I definitely don't want that to stop, but it's just knowing that about myself. It's like, uh, so I know that's like one personal matter that I've uh, dealt with. Um, and it happened before um, at another cooking con, but that one I didn't have time to like 
decompressed. So it was definitely overwhelming. And like on the way home, on the airport coming home, I was like crying, like with the mask on, because I'm just like, oh my God, this is crazy. Like, I don't know what's going on. And it's also hard because it's like, I don't want to step away because I don't want to do the impression of, oh my God, like I'm this stuck up person. But I've grown to know and realize that you don't give a fuck about nobody else's opinions or expressions and you got to do you for you. And you're going to put, you're putting things in your mind that's not even true. So, um, yeah, so shout out to mom because she told me why are you giving a fuck about what these people think. And I was like, you're right, you're right. But I guess it's just, it's just, I don't know. Like I said, it's just living up to the expectations, but I have to create my own expectation and live with that. So that's something that I've definitely overcame and um, I can't wait to start applying that in the future so i know you know because we all know ourselves or we're getting to know ourselves and we know what's the like you know the cherry on top for us to go crazy or like you know the tip of the iceberg so i know whenever i have that moment i know that it's okay to walk away i give myself and that's another thing give yourself permission to do what you need to do because i think a lot of times we don't because we're trying to cater to anybody else or any other feeling that there could be and we have to give ourselves and allow ourselves the permission to be like no this is not a comfortable situation no you have to walk away no this is not for you you know and it's okay to say no and it's okay not to be okay and deal with that so that's definitely like the biggest thing that I'm dealing with or dealt with throughout my journey but that's something that I definitely overcame within the last few weeks as I was listening to you, Malik, I, I, are you, do you feel that it is almost like you have an idea of like, you feel you know who you are, but you haven't, you're conflicted with the idea of what you think other people expect you to be? Yes. Is that where the conflict is? Yes, that's the conflict. Because again, people are used to seeing how extroverted I am on camera but then when I meet people I'm very shy because a lot of people don't know I have a um, severe hearing problem I was born with severe hearing loss so I lost 40% of my hearing so I can't hear certain things like certain sounds certain things and it kind of makes me worry to be put in a public setting where everyone is talking and I can't understand what anyone is saying so a lot of times I'm very sheltered or shy because I'm just trying to like beat the battle of like, you know, that's one of the things that I have to deal with when I'm in an environment like that. Um, I don't want people to think like, oh, I'm being quiet. And I'm like, no, I'm not really quiet, but I'm trying to be quiet so I can understand what you're saying or like try to beat the battle of 10 people talking at the same time. And it's very hard, but you know, people don't know that and that's fine. And I do say that when I introduce myself, but it's just like, you know, not any, no one understands what it feels like to have 60% of hearing. So, I get that they're not going to get it and, you know, and it's not their fault, but then, you know, I'm in that moment and then I'm just going to start, you know, creating things like, oh my God, they probably thought that I'm stuck up now because I'm not saying nothing. Or they probably thought, especially if I ask you to repeat yourself, I've dealt with people that don't want to give me the time of day to repeat something to me. And that bothers me because I'm just like, I don't want you to think I'm being annoying. I just did not understand what you said. Like, I need you to repeat yourself. So it's stuff like that where it's just, like, mentally, like, oh, my God, like, you know, so I'm always dealing with that in any public setting, but it has gotten better over the years, but still, it's just, like, you know, and then people sometimes say it to me, like, you're, you're, you're so quiet than you are on, the Insta- uh, in, on Instagram, and I'm just, like, uh, I don't I'm not... Because hear y'all. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, so that's basically, like, what I've been dealing with. So that's, like, the main thing, and then there's, like, other stuff, too, but, yeah, so that's definitely the case that I have to deal with, but I'm getting better. That was great. And thank you for, this is what, this is what it's about. Like being vulnerable. I didn't know that. So, you know, if I would have thought, I would have made that same assumption, but not assumption, but if I met you in person and I'm like, the impression, right. You know, this is what I expect. This is how Malik acts on Instagram, you know, because he's just outgoing and he's so like cheery and bubbly. But then when I meet you in person, you're reserved. I might be like, oh, well, you know, I'm not going to make those assumptions that you're rude or anything like that. But it will just be like, oh, you know, I thought he was a little bit more outgoing, you know. So no one know. I didn't know that. I don't know if you shared that with your audience. But again, it's not necessarily something that you have to share all the time on the Internet. And I think that's the conflict that 
like the times that we're living in right now, it's like we feel like we have to like let people know like why we are how we are or why this is like this. So that way we don't live in our heads of like, oh, I don't want this person to think this or if I move like this, they might think that or, you know, that's real. And social anxiety is real, you know? And even if we take it a little bit deeper, you know, I want to be respectful of your time. So I know we're probably like done in like 15 minutes. No, you got all the time in the world. Okay. If we go over, we go over. I'll send you you a check. (laughs) (laughs) So if we take it a little bit deeper and I want to talk about like, okay, while you were at CookieCon, did any of your social anxiety, in addition to the hearing issue that you have to, you know, deal with and the anxiety related to that, did any other... Did you experience any other anxiety related to, like, maybe you being, like, predominantly the only African-American there? Like, was that anything? Do you feel, oh. ever feel any type of way? No, that don't bother me at all because, okay. um, I mean, it does a little bit, but that's not the main thing because I know if I'm there and I'm the only one there, I know I can create a platform and also create a future path for more people to come. So that's something that I actually... And proud. If I'm the only one there, then I actually want to be like, you know what? Let me be the first, and let me let more people. Because I try to get a lot of kind of people to come to KickerCon. I'm like, come to KickerCon, but then a lot of people tell me no, they don't feel comfortable, they don't see people like that, yeah. and I'm just like, okay, I get it. But I feel like if I go, people will go. So that doesn't really bother me at all. I've dealt with racist people in my yeah. past, and all I do is shut them down and keep going. So I don't have that, you know, problem. And um, okay. hopefully. Next cookie con because they have a like lineup every year and um they've never had a colored or black person I would say on there so I put in an application okay. to be on there next year so hopefully oh yeah with my face being on there it would give an opportunity for other people to feel comfortable to be like yeah. oh let me come let me enjoy and stuff like that and if I am on the list well when I get <laughs> on the list in. we okay. will um be teaching so i will be like teaching either social media or pricing whatever i pick but you know and i think that would be cool okay yes Yes, you get that make sure you post it and you let us oh baby it's being posted before they announce it i'll be like (laughs) we're gonna look we're gonna frame it okay baby it's a look it's, we're gonna get a trophy. We're gonna get it all over the house. I'm prepared. It's gonna be everywhere. So I'm I already know. I'm ready. So yeah. So that type of stuff don't really bother me okay. because I'm looking at it as let me put myself on a pedestal to be the first, so then exactly. I can allow you know you know I'm trying to okay. pave the way. Exactly. Humbly, I say that humbly, but you know definitely. No, no <laughs> yeah, and talk your shit. No, you are paving the way. You know, like. Yes. Helping, like you said, helping other people feel comfortable to be like, no, show up, pull up. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, let's start to put ourselves in these rooms where people do see people of color, you know? Right. Very important. So I was just trying to see if there was any, if that at all affected the social anxiety that you experienced at CookieCon. Um, yeah. If that had anything to do with it. But thank you. That was your whole answer to that question was great, and I appreciate you being so vulnerable and open. Yes. Um, our last question is, if you had an opportunity to give your younger self advice that would have made the greatest impact on your journey, what would that advice be? You're, I know you're young, so tell your 20-year-old self, uh, 18-year-old self, <laughs> you know, what anyway. Um, I would say... Who is just like, okay. There's so much I want to say, but I know there's probably one that's important. (laughs) What just happened? Uh Uh-uh, Malik. Okay. All right, you back? I'm... Look, yeah, the light flickered, and then that was a little... This is a candid interview. Are you getting... Don't say that. Don't say that. Uh-uh, don't you dare say that for her. Uh-uh. I did. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> I don't know the light flipped in uh, You know what? Anyway. Like, wait, hold up. You just froze. I was, like, you was just talking. <laughs> the light just flickered, and I was just like, ooh, what's down from here? Okay. <laughs> My goodness. Okay. Now, what was the question? I, 
I remember. What would I tell my younger self? Okay. Whew. What would I tell my younger self? Don't be ready for that. What just happened? Okay, moving on. <laughs> I would just say, um, okay, so this is something that I've already told my sisters, um, but I would probably would love to hear this from someone else to me. Mm-hmm. And it would just be, it would just pertain to like the social anxiety that I have and hearing loss and other stuff. So I'm going to tell you what I usually tell my sister. So I say, and it might sound harsh, but it's true. Mm-hmm. Um, there's always going to be someone that's better than you, prettier than you, more talented than you, richer than you, smarter than you, all of that stuff. But what you need to do is focus on you and be the best that you can be. Mm. Because only you can excel yourself up them stairs. Because when you start focusing on Oh, this person got this and this person got that, and da, 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 da. you're not gonna you're not gonna look at your own like path. Like the path is already there. The journey is already there for you to walk into. But when you start looking at someone else's path and you start walking down their path, you're gonna lose yourself. So if you just start focusing on you and knowing that how beautiful, smart, rich, luxurious, black, everything that you are, then you be the best that you can be. Then once you realize, once you get to the top and still keep going, you're going to look back and see all the people that journey, you're going to see they're lower than you. You're going to be like, oh, oh, Joe Bezos, oh, he was, oh, okay, whatever. Like, so if you just start focusing, so if I can hear that, like, um, for myself, I think I would be like, I wouldn't say a lot further, but then definitely wouldn't have to deal with what I've dealt with. But then, honestly, you have to go through things in order to conquer right so i feel like you know but that's definitely something that i think i would tell myself at a young age preach preaching because that was all (laughs) that was a word okay (laughs) i mean i think everybody needs to hear that and it's so true because i think we all deal with some sort of comparison and i think that especially in this industry where we're seeing a lot of people do the same things it's like dang well why did she get 700 likes but i make the same cake and i only got 200 like mine was a little nicer it it's almost like you know you you get lost in trying to continuously measure yourself against someone else rather than measuring yourself against who you were yesterday or last week Exactly. You know, measuring yourself, it's you versus you. And it should never be you. That's the real competition that we should be focusing on. You're your only competition. Because we can either make or break ourselves, not knowing it, but once you start to understand it, then you know, okay, I got to conquer this, that, this, that, that, you know, this, that, and the third. But when you're worried about somebody else, don't even know how they got there to begin with. You're looking at someone else's success, you know, you're not even thinking about what they did to start, what they went through. Like, Beyonce, I can look at Beyonce and be like, dang, girl, I was $600 million too. But, you know, she started at 18 years. That was 1997. I was born in 1997. You know her whole life. I'm just saying. So it's like, you cannot be focused on someone's end or, like, your end. You know, like, figure out your middle and keep going and learn different things. A lot of it comes with learning. That's all I'm going to say. Like, once you start to study and learn, especially personal development, read books, listen to manifestation videos. I don't know. Like, I, I do that. Like, I like to listen to a lot of, like, Oprah's not really stuff like that. But, you know, I like to manifest a lot of things. Or, like, you know, what is the, um, you know, if you study your, yourself and your craft, then you know how much you can go. That's just yeah. all I'm going to say right there. But, you know. No, that, that, that. that... I think is really important. I think I've dealt with that a lot too. And I'm sure other people on the live or just other people in general have dealt with the same thing because it's hard. There's a lot of people out here just, you know, on the same journey as us, but we are still on, on, we are all still on different paths. And I think it is really important to develop yourself personally. Once you start to know who you are as a person and really being solid and confident in, hey, I'm elite. Hey, I'm Tay. Like, this is just me. Then it doesn't matter if this person is more likable or this person does this a little better. Like, people are going to rock with you because you're you. So right. it's like really understanding, like, you know, telling yourself. And you really, it's really important when you're learning yourself to pour into your your own self. Because too often, like you mentioned, it's like, we, you need to start telling yourself, like, you know, you to go. 
you the shit. You are this stuff versus waiting for someone else to pour that into you. Because then when they're not pouring into you and they're pouring into someone else, then you're depleted and you're like, you're starting to feel insecure and you can't stand alone. You need that crowd sitting there. So sometimes if I post a cake or something, I'm like, oh, Instagram, y'all know damn well I was supposed to get at least a thousand likes on this. I'm like, it's cool though. It's cool though, because I like it. I love it. You know? Yes, and that's all that matters. For myself and, you know, where I came from based off of Instagram's algorithm, you know, and letting them tell me, oh, this was only worthy of a thousand likes. No, it wasn't. It was worthy of more, but that's right. fine. I know internally where I came from compared to where I am now is amazing. So I think like that is a great piece of advice that I think everybody's 16 year old self to 18 year old self would have benefited from. Because yes, because right we can all enjoy success, like all of us. It's not just one person. Like even though there's the richest man in the world, there's how many rich people in this world? So I feel like all of us can be luxurious, rich, peaceful, happy. Like all of us in one room can enjoy that. So why worry about somebody else across the room when you can invest in your own stuff? And that's the biggest that's the biggest investment you can make yourself. Mm-hmm. Like no matter if you got a house, a car, like well, that could be an investment in yourself because you're living in it. But, like, you know, as long as you keep, you know, <laughs> right. self-care, taking care of your body, getting your nails done, getting your hair done. You know what I'm saying? I dyed my hair. I feel good. Okay, I look fly. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> on my mama. On my hey. husband. Stop. Before we get set down. <laughs> <laughs> I look good. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that's all I can say. So, yeah, focus on yourself. I tell my sister this all the time because, they, you know, they're young girls right now. They're like 13 and 10. So they're oh, at the age yeah. where, like, they're starting to get insecure. And I'm just like, no, like, don't worry about the next person. Like, you worry about you. That's all you do. Like, who cares? Like, you know, so I try to be like that person and, like, uplift them any way that I can because I'm like, look, y'all going to be successful black women no matter what you do. So I definitely will be rooting out for you. So, yeah. And everyone else on the slide. And you should tell yes, I would have yes, They need that. We all need that. No, that's that's an amazing piece of advice for me. I really love that. And that was my last question. Do you have anything else that you want to share with the live? Um, let me see. I guess I have another piece of advice that I've always liked to do. Like, you know, okay. you ain't doing nothing right <laughs> if you don't got no haters. I'm just gonna say that. <laughs> say that one more time. Say say it one more time. Hustle until your haters ask if you're hiring. Boom. <laughs> like that. I'm just saying, you know you're doing nothing right unless you got some haters. That's another thing, too. People love to focus on haters. And it's just like, let them hate. Let them do what they do. Okay? We, we got I'm, I'm sure everybody got haters in their family about what we're doing in our own business. We don't get the support. We don't get the applause until we make something big or whatever. Just let them sit there. Let them do what they do. Because if you don't have them, it's going to be someone else. So. Right. Always, you know, because I know a lot of people always, like, worry about them. And I'm just like, don't worry about them. Let them sit there. Let them do what they Let do. Them, they're supposed to be there because if they wasn't talking about you, then, like you said, you're not doing something. Exactly. And they if they commenting on your style, let them comment because that's called what? Engagement. So let that engagement go out. So <laughs> go out on the head. Look, <laughs> I'm not blocking no negative comments, okay? Y'all can drop it in the Well, chat. I block a few, but... Uh, <laughs> but some of them that's look, there look what I did do I blocked all them people talking about gloves okay I did I, I used the word you know how you could um, change your settings and you could put like yeah, the keyword gloves and yeah, anytime I, gloves can... <laughs> that's one comment I don't have time for okay but everybody else where did that come from huh where did that come from that glove comment I'm, I ain't really well, looking at that that rose, the wedding cake that I made with all the red roses and everything, they tore that post up talking about I didn't have no gloves on. And like, oh, why are you making this without gloves? And I'm like, okay, I was tired. Because I can Like, are you buying Listen, I come a long way because I'll be, I'll be the main one be on looking at their page, see what they got going on. I'm like, and they be why, why you don't got no gloves on? Why you got your car on your page with no, yeah, I'll be 
Yeah. The last time I did that, I had to stop. I was like, because they came from my wife, and my wife was Beyonce, if you don't know. And they were saying stuff about my uh, Beyonce <laughs> cookie, and I sure did. Talking about Beyonce sold her soul for the devil. Okay, how much? I want some too. Dang. If it's 600 million, I want a million. Dang. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I used to be the main one that be clapping back, but I have to, again, find balance. But I'm like, Oprah, don't do this. Don't, don't, I'll, just, don't. I'll just like their comment. Look, you know what? Because. Like That's true. It is. And people be deleting it. I know, don't delete it. You can block them, but don't delete block it because other people can see it. That's fine. But leave that there because Instagram going, you know, look at that and bring it up. So let it, let it, let it come through. Because so. I'm still waiting on my invitation, but, you know. I know. I don't know what's going on. You are the Z with your wheels right now. And your following then went up, like, quick. And I'm I like, dang. It. I need to like, talk, we need to have a troubleshoot session because I don't know what's up. I watched yeah. you. I, I followed all your steps and everything, and I was like, what's I don't know what happened. We're gonna have to do a Zoom call with them, yeah, because uh, <laughs> <laughs> what's happening? And give me more money. How about that? But you know, I'll take what I can get now. But I'm telling you, because no, your content is great. I really love that. Um, you know, your your content is very intentional. It shows how creative that you are. You're really like taking, you're taking content and you're repurposing it for this industry, you know? And I think it's super dope because it's like, hold up, that's relatable. Like, that's funny and stuff. Like, yeah. It's yes. Really and that's literally the skill set of what I'm doing with yeah. people think it's a whole thing. I'm like, no, I just take one. Like you said, repurpose it for like baking related mm -hmm. to for people. That bait can relate to and just make it a whole new thing. So that's, you know, real quick. But real quick question. What's your favorite video of mine? I'm going to put you on the spot. You know. My, I know you be all up in the comments. Malik, like, my give me your phone. Video, hold on. My favorite video has to be the one where they were, uh, I forget exactly what was said, but it was like an inquiry. So someone placed the inquiry and they're like, they spelled their wrong. So then you wrote other things. <laughs> They yeah, yeah, yeah. The grammar video, the grammatical error video, whatever. Like, you're expensive. That, like, yeah, that be happening in my comments too, and I'd be glad to correct them with a red pen. I'm like, mm, I'm go like, ahead. Okay. Y'all don't, don't know, but yeah, that that is my that's my first favorite, and then I think my second I have a lot, but my second favorite I think is the one you made recently. No, 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 no. It's the one where uh the uh, you had the oven. I think you was talking to the oven, and you had the Oh, oven. the relationship. Yeah, I was yes. like, you know, who, who, what was it like? Who spent the most money? Yeah, that, like that. Yes, yeah. that was hilarious. Yeah, that's my boo. Her name is Samsung. I'm going to tell her you say hi. Samsung. Yeah. Okay, Samsung. <laughs> you fancy over there, okay? Oh, I don't know. I don't know what I have. I don't We're not going to do this. I'm like, <laughs> it's the best bag on oven you got. That's all that matters. I needed to change the oven because that oven was this small. So it just needed to happen. We got so. stories about where we came from, but that's, you know, that's another conversation. Definitely. But thank definitely. you so much, Mystique. I really appreciate it. I had a great time. Um, I'm really glad that you were my first speaker because, you know, this is I'm honored. This is new for me, but I I love that you was like, oh, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm 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 on it, like responding. Yeah, right I now. love I love doing things like this. It's just, even in person, like I would love doing it. Like this is not anything, and it's practice for Oprah. <laughs> it's the tea. What are you drinking? Is it tea? Um, cranberry vodka with some um, Sprite and a uh, gummy bear. Yeah, and this is my cup. Yeah, book busy and oh, unbothered. Oh, is this the one just yes. on the site? Okay, book yes, busy. Yes, it's on my site. Book busy and unbothered. Oh, period. Unbothered, okay. yes, because that's oh, what we're going to do. So, yeah, this this is good. It's hitting it right there. So, mm, mm, so if you mm. guys, Malik, tell everyone in, who's going to, who's on live now and who is going to watch the replay where they can find you. Where you yes, you can find me at Foster by Millie Benz, Foster, like a Foster Cupcake, B-Y-M-A-L-E-K. My mom decided to spell my name different, um, and it will pop up everywhere. I'm on Instagram, TikTok. I'm trying to get back on that. We're going to see about that, but TikTok. I'm going to go back on YouTube. We're going to do some story time videos on there. I can't wait to put mm -hmm. those out. 
of like the job experiences that I have to deal with. So I'm gonna deal with that. Um, pretty much on my website. I'm definitely sign up on the email list. I will be putting out tons more things that I would have going on. I cannot wait. I have. I'm gonna tell you because this is just like a little exclusive of what we got going on. But mm-hmm. we have a special product coming out, and it is a food coloring line. Oh. But it's skin tones. Oh. So yeah. So that's Oil coming out. G- huh? Oil or gel based? We we gonna we gonna wait on that. We gonna oh, okay. <laughs> more information to come. We're gonna okay. see about that. But yeah, that's gonna, gonna come out. Yes, yes, yes. So we got the products in. So I just waiting on to finish everything up. So within the next few months. We're gonna have a skin tone food color. I'm here for it. I'm excited. But yeah, other than that, everything else, um, you know, chilling, doing me. And like I said, follow me on Fast Family Fan. So, but thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. This was very fun. We definitely need to meet in real life because it's just it's like a trip. So I need to come through. So I'm gonna pull up to Sugarland. Pull up, pull up on me. Let me stop. has a brand new merchandise line so if you're not following him follow him see all his baker related merchandise he has yes money maker monday's collection so be sure to check that out he makes everything um he's great at what he does so if you want to class you want some merch or if you just want to browse and look at some content on your instagram feed make sure you follow malik also if you're watching this replay um, make sure you also follow Malik. Um, go support him and show him a lot of love. And you'll be able to Thank find you. this series on YouTube and on Apple Podcasts. So stay tuned. Thank you, Malik. Okay, Apple Podcasts. Oh, I see you the plug. All right. Oh, my God. Yeah, don't be a stranger. Okay. No, right. don't. <laughs> you know I'm going to be in your DM, okay? I, I expect the uh, return interviews. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Bye, Malik. Bye. See y'all later. Bye. 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 <laughs>